How's it going, everybody? I'm AJ Cueve, and in this episode, I'm going to be ranting about Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It's worth mentioning right off the bat that I am a huge comic book fan. I'm very familiar with Harley Quinn, pretty familiar with Birds of Prey. Uh, I think they're both great. I think the Jamie Palmiotti, Amanda Connor run, which heavily influenced this movie, was a great read, very fun. I think the Gail Simone run on Birds of Prey was great from the New 52. So, you know, it has that going for it before I saw the movie. As far as the whole, and I, I definitely want to discuss this war, unquote, between Marvel and DC, I think it's incredibly immature and stupid. If you read a lot of comics, I feel like you you know that there shouldn't be a wall. Like, you you read both, therefore you see that there are strengths on both ends. You could prefer one to the other, but outright saying, I like Marvel, therefore DC has to suck, is just ignorant. If you read the stories, then you'll be able to find the strengths between the two. I feel like the whole war is just from people not reading both comics. They're like, oh, I like Marvel, so DC sucks, but my really, how much of DC have you read? Not a ton. Batman once, like, that kind of thing, he's just... Uh, very ignorant. Uh, as far as the movies go, I will say there is an evident quality difference between the two. Marvel D- Marvel movies tend to be great. DC movies tend to suck. And it's not because it's DC. It's because they're bad movies. Uh, I'm, re- I'm referring to the DCU. So not the animated films, which are great, or Joker, which was okay. I really don't like most of the DC movies. My order from best to worst goes Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, Man of Steel. Oh, this is bumming me out now. Um, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Batman v Superman. And really the only ones I enjoyed were Wonder Woman and Shazam. Everything else was from Aquaman was okay to just a very, very sharp decline of bad. So in that regard, which I'll get into later, I don't generally like DC movies. They tend to be bad. Birds of Prey had a bit going against it in that A, it's a February release, which tends to not be great. Not close enough to Valentine's Day. I feel like if they would have waited a week, uh, it could have got the Valentine's Day bump like Deadpool got, and that would have helped it a lot, I'm sure. All-female cast can be bad uh not inherent because it's female but because it can come off as pandery the big examples i use are the the ghostbusters remake and that oceans 8 all-female version they did it's just it can come off as preachy and very look we're doing a girl version of the successful thing and that just seems like insincere is my problem and i think people can sense that they feel like it's Here's our dip into the female market. Ha ha ha. And people don't want that. They want good stories. They want good movies to happen. And if it happens to be all female, like Bridesmaids, then it's awesome. Bridesmaids was great. Didn't feel pandery. Didn't feel like it was the girl version of the successful thing. It worked. Birds of Prey uh, had the whole all female. So like that could have given really ignorant backwater people an idea of like uh, that kind of thing. So time of the year came out, all female cast and a DC movie. A lot going against it, which could, I imagine absolutely attributed to the 
the very underwhelming, not bad, underwhelming opening weekend. So with that, with those precursors out of the way, I'm going to now discuss my thoughts on the movie. Again, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've either seen the movie and want to know if our opinions are the same, or you just want the movie spoiled for you. So I'm going to talk openly about the movie, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. The opening for this movie was fun. I really liked it. It did the George of the Jungle cartoon bit where it's like a hand-drawn cartoon and it's catching us up with Harley Quinn because the DC universe is in, let's call it shambles. Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Henry Cavill is no longer Superman. Those are your leading dudes and they're not a part of it anymore. So yeah, kind of rough. And the last time we saw Harley Quinn, she was in Suicide Squad, which was awful so the the opening cartoon bit catches us up gives us her backstory first off which is very helpful very great and also kind of like lets us know like okay so this does exist in the suicide squad continuity but it also does and more importantly in my opinion sets up the tone for the movie this movie is going to be and was deadpool meets looney tunes which worked really, really well. I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And the movie, I believe the reason it worked was because it had a style it was going for. It was aware of the the tropes and it leaned into that style. So opening scene has a introduction to Harley Quinn, our backstory of her, and it just kind of throws us in with her. And the the first bunch of the movie is... Harley Quinn doing Harley Quinn stuff. The idea is that she and the Joker have broken up. And that reminds me, Joker is not in this movie, which awesome. He, the character exists in this world, but everybody, including myself, hated the Jared Leto version of the Joker. So the most you see of him is like, I, I'm, and I know it was a body double. You see like his back a tiny bit as he's tattooing this guy's face you don't really see him and it's because everybody hates the Joker. And so they're like, what do we do? He's our Joker in the DCU. What's going to, how do we have a Harley Quinn story without even like showing the Joker? Well, they did it. And I love it. All the, all the bits you see of the Joker are like the old school Joker, like the big purple suit and without the stupid tattoos on his face. Like it's, I think they're trying to, recover from how awful Jared Leto's Joker was which to be fair Jared Leto was an awful part of it but David Ayer is the guy to blame he wrote and directed Suicide Squad it was his vision of the Joker that we got so blame him uh with that said everyone who had a problem with her because she's an awful person everyone that had a problem with her is now going to kill her because she doesn't have the protection of the Joker that's most of the plot which that's another thing I really enjoyed about this movie is the scale of the movie was perfect this type of movie which the problem with suicide squad is it didn't understand it it knows the level that it should try to play to this isn't the world is going to end if we don't do this thing this whole city is going to blow up if we don't know it's mobsters gangsters b villains want to kill harley quinn because joker and her are no longer together that's really it and harley quinn wants to live that's the plot which is great and it works. So you have Black Mask played by Ewan McGregor as the big baddie who wants to kill Harley Quinn because there's a, a you know, he wants to kill her because all the problems she's caused. But Black Mask 
has a MacGuffin. It's a diamond thing with code engraved in it. It's really loose and fine. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Uh, is missing because Cassandra Kane, uh, Batgirl from the comics, by the way, spoiler alert, she pit-pocketed it, and so Black Mask wants it. Harley Quinn says she can get it for him. That's basically the plot. The entire plot is fetch quest to get the diamond. Black Mask wants diamond, or he kill Harley Quinn. That's it. And that works because Harley Quinn shouldn't be involved in a story that involves the fate of the universe or the city or whatever. She needs to do these smaller scale stories and it works for her and the rest of the birds of prey. So, uh, something else I'll mention is black mask was great in this movie. Ewan McGregor was a treat. Anytime he was on screen, he was one of the coolest, most like charismatic villains that I've seen in a long time. Uh, and who was aware of how kind of cool he was. But so I don't like Black Mask as a character. I find him bland. I find him to be a less intelligent Lex Luthor and a more like tryhard version of Carmine Falcone. Unrealistic, I'll say, version of Carmine Falcone. So Black Mask never worked for me. This version of Black Mask made the mask element kind of more like symbolic, like more metaphorical. Uh, Harley Quinn, who is a doctor of, you know, she's a psychiatrist. That's her whole bit before she became like Harley Quinn. She is like, does this bit where like during the movie, she'll just like deduce someone's uh, mental problems or uh, I forgot what the, the medical term is, whatever, but she'll like basically be like, Oh, you have bad problems with your father. And that's why you feel the need to overachieve. And this is how you get your value. That kind of thing. Like, she calls people on that crap all the time, which is great. I think it's a really uh, good, cool way and cool, a uh, good way to make Harley more unique and certainly more different to Deadpool, which I'll get to that in a bit. But uh, the mask element is like kind of he is like peacocking during the movie, and then he has like these giant eccentric outfits and glamour, and does his hair real nice, like lives extra luxury to really and you get the tone of like to cover up his massive insecurity and give him his self-worth and it's just it's great it's a it's a take on black mask i i never would have thought of and i thoroughly enjoyed they do that as well with victor zaz who's in this movie we've seen zaz a ton in between the comics the arkham games uh he was actually had a cameo in um batman begins the christopher nolan one and we've, I feel like we've seen the same Victor Zaz in every movie, comic, whatever. And this take is great on him. He's the bodyguard, right-hand man of Black Mask. And you get this interesting relationship between the two where, I mean, they could, I don't think they're gay, but there's definitely an intimacy between the two. There's like even a moment where Victor Zaz is like, that's why referring to the black mask, he needs me to protect him. Like, it's really interesting. I loved it. I thought their dynamic was great. They had good chemistry together. And just anytime they were on screen, especially together was a, was a treat. And I just, I like their take on Zaz. Who's like, he wears nice clothes too. And he's kind of got like this, like douchebag and a club look to him, but he still has the scars. It was great. I, th- I think their version of him was good. And I think that goes with everybody. Every character had a cool take to them shy of maybe Montoya who but the bit is uh 
Harley Quinn even does, because she narrates, Harley Quinn narrates, she even does the whole, like, she's a hard-boiled cop who says cliche things, like, and then Montoya goes, like, there was one shooter, like, as she's, like, kind of doing the forensic for a crime scene. It works because they know, they're like, we know this is a cliche character, but they give her enough to make her different, and again, they're aware of it, so it's more forgiving. She wasn't incredible, uh, you know, incredibly different or is uh, sta- much of a standout as uh, like Black Canary was really cool. Their version of her was neat. Uh, they still gave her her powers, which yay, but they made her more of like a uh, the the probably the most good next to the cop, the most good of the of the team. Huntress is great. Her the Mary Elizabeth Winstead was awesome. Her dynamic with the team was awesome of how like uncomfortable she was around a like other girls and be a team so she was real standoffish and awkward but it wasn't cringy awkward i mean it, it was a little cringy but it's supposed to be but it wasn't like oh no this is, needs to not be in the movie kind of cringy it was like oh look how quirky she is it was great their bit with uh her name was awesome because something i'm complaining about with a lot of these superhero movies and shows is yes the characters names are dumb green arrow all that stuff is dumb but instead of like just like oh it's arrow or trying to like cool up the names they're like she's called black canary she's called the huntress like it's they totally lean into it and the bit with the whole uh the crossbow killer the crossbow killer they call me the huntress and like harley quinn's like that's dope that is a cool name it works like i feel like Almost all of the jokes, I can't really, in fact, I'll say all of them because I can't think of any that didn't land for me. They all hit all the jokes. So the humor was great in it in a a very humor heavy movie. I'll even complain that like in Deadpool, I didn't like the whole uh, brown pants bit. So some jokes didn't land on Deadpool. I feel like every joke landed for Birds of Prey. Uh, Story goes on. Uh, Cassandra Cain was a definitely more unique take on her character as opposed to the comics where in the comics she's a mute and cause like her whole, like she's so in tuned with combat that that's her language. She was never like taught to speak, uh, different than in this movie, but the movie does a great job of acknowledging that change where the first time you really meet her, she's in the police station and, uh, Montoya goes like, so do you speak? And she kind of like struggles, like kind of clenching her throat for a second. She goes, you smell really bad. So in that moment, it's the movie's way of saying, yes, we're aware in the comics she doesn't speak. In our version of her, she's going to speak. Perfectly fine. The second they did that, I'm like, and do whatever you want with the character. Because they acknowledged it. They gave you that little, we know that doesn't work for our version of the story. Totally forgivable, awesome, fine, go with it. And it worked. Her, uh, Cassandra Kane's relationship with Harley Quinn was awesome. It was a, a fun way of showing Harley Quinn's character in a different dynamic than we're used to. It was awesome. So that worked really well. The action was top-notch in this movie. The, choreo- the choreography was, it, it was really, really cool. Had one of the best baseball bat choreographed fight scenes that I've ever seen. Uh, my number one for a long time was the raid Two. this does better. And because the movie is rated R it's able to get pretty graphic with the violence. Like, but not like, like gory 
uh, violence, but just like graphics. So in a baseball bat fight scene, you see dudes arms and like legs being broken, bending the wrong way, which is important for that kind of scene because it's like the whole action during the action scene. You're like, Oh, Oh, like the whole theater I was in, which was not a ton of people. I'll get to that. Uh, we were all kind of like ooing and awing at the same time during these fight scenes because it's really like shocking, especially in a superhero movie, comic book movie to see a person's leg bending completely the wrong way. So it, it worked. It was a great shocking moment that uh, paid off in my opinion. Uh, the, thing I kind of complain about with, which I don't consider it sexist. I think it, I just think it's realistic is like in a fight scene with a really skinny chick, just brutalizing all these big giant henchmen never was realistic to me because that's not how it works in reality. There's weight classes for a reason. Even Batman uses a bunch of technique and stuff to beat up all these hordes of bad guys a really skinny chick. Uh, I'm referring specifically to uh, the fight scene with the Black Canary. These two big dudes, an, a worse movie would have just had her punch. You know, like basically substitute a guy choreography with the with her, and it would have been unrealistic in my opinion and kind of like distracting, because it's like why is this dude taking this punch from his chick and then just oh he's knocked out and then that's it. This movie you have her striking uh, frequently. Black Canary I'm referring to striking frequently and like doing this uh, kind of like judo style flipping, like flipping them uh, throws, which worked. It was awesome. I loved the choreography in it. it. It was organic to the character. Harley Quinn has her version too. And like each character can has their own unique fighting style, which works. And each fighting style is realistic enough where it's like, okay, so how is this chick going to take on an army of bad guys? Well, because she hits a lot of dudes in the balls and hits a lot of joints. Harley Quinn does a lot of sweeps and just the choreography was way better than it really needed. And I really, really appreciated it. So the action scenes were great. Humor was great. Story was scaled perfectly. Characters were fun. Again, I can't talk enough about how uh, fun Black Mask was as a villain during the bit where they're straight. I thought they were going to introduce the doll uh, doll maker. Uh, because they were cutting dudes' faces off. That's Black Mask's thing in the movie, which I kind of wish they would have touched up on more. But, like, Texas Chainsaw, like, cutting dudes' faces off. And so he's doing this to this family, this husband, wife, and daughter, cutting their faces off. And he gets to the daughter, and Zaz is like, should I cut her face off? He's like, nah, let her go. She's fine. And so, like, ungags her, and she's like, thank you so much. She's, like, hyperventilating. And he goes, like, yeah, yeah, is that a snot bubble? And he goes, ew, grow. I changed my mind. Ew, cut it off. That's disgusting. And like really nonchalantly walks away. That moment had me, it made me feel like a psychopath because again, there wasn't a ton of people in the theater, but I was the only one laughing super hard during that part, which maybe says a lot about me, but it's funny. I'm not going to apologize for that part being incredibly funny. And it does a great job of A, sticks to the tone of the movie. B, sets up how bad is our bad guy in this movie? That bad. <laughs> where he has a, a child's face being cut off. I mean, say child. She wasn't like a kid kid. She was probably young 20s or something, but gets her face sliced off because he was grossed out by her. It just shows how like what a uh, psychopath, sociopath, the uh, black mask is in this movie. So I loved it. I thought the uh, 
the only things I kind of didn't care for were there was one fight scene that went on longer than I wish it would have in, in my opinion, the, one of the final fight scenes where all the birds of prey and Harley Quinn are fighting the black masks goons in this big fun house kind of thing. This, the fight scene goes on long enough where you can kind of examine what's going on and think, Oh, that's dumb because something I, I, I don't care for in specifically like martial arts movies is the bad guys aren't using weapons, like real weapons. Like why do none of the goons in that fight scene have a gun? Which otherwise is okay. But when you have enough time to evaluate it, you're like, oh, this is stupid. There's been like dozens of dudes destroyed by these chicks and not one dude has a shotgun. Like you see one guy with like one weapon that kept like standing out to me was it's like one of those like circular saws, like buzz saws on a stick. And you're like, that's really, that's what dude brought from home to do this $500,000 bounty. No one has a gun. So usually in fight scenes, that's forgivable. Like, uh, for example, no one, no, actually they did have gun, uh, guns in the, the baseball bat fight scene with Harley Quinn, but no one had a gun in that scene. And that was like really, uh, distracting there. I think Montoya had a gun. So maybe one or two of the people had a gun, but like the dozens and dozens of guys get beat up they didn't bother using a gun. So that was because the fight scene went on so long and it, it little things attribute to that. So, uh, something, some people, not me are complaining about is the soundtrack where it's very pop heavy guardians of the galaxy esque, but it's like all female songs. So, uh, I think cherry bomb has played the Barracuda. The, the, I forgot that. Yeah. Like they, they, there's a bunch of songs, but so it's all female songs, which is fine. It fits with the tone. It fits with the style during that f- fight scene. They play a song and then the song stops and like a softer soundtrack type song starts playing and the fight scene still going on. So it's like, man, this is kind of going on for a minute, but I ultimately forgive it because that fight scene then leads to one of the cooler choreographed fight scenes I've seen in a team movie where they're trying to protect, protect uh, Sandra Kane or Cassandra Kane from the bad guys. And so they're literally like passing her along, like kind of like shoving her into another member of the birds of prey, uh, while they're all fighting. So it's this really cool scene where, uh, like punch, punch, kick, grab Cassandra Kane, throw, like kind of like shove her down to make her duck, you know, kick the guy, throw her to Huntress. Huntress like is killing dudes and all. It's just, it's a really cool choreographed scene. It could have been strengthened by being a single take kind of a rotating shot, but whatever director chose not to do that. So it, it's great. That was a really memorable scene from the movie. Uh, that's really my only complaint, and it's an individual complaint. So, like, that tells you how good this, like, basically two-hour movie is, that that's the only thing I walked out of the theater uh, theater complaining about. So I enjoy this movie. Something I mentioned now, or that I was going to talk about was not a lot of people in my theater because this movie isn't doing very well in the box office which I believe is attributed to those things I mentioned earlier, the whole February February release, all-female cast, DC movie, led to people not really being hype about it. So what I'm hoping for is a lot of positive word of mouth causing this pe- this uh, the people to want to see this movie and the movie getting like a resurgence during its, uh, I don't know, second or third week because I want DC to make more movies like this, take more chances like this. The superhero comic book movie genre is becoming stagnant. I'm predicting we're on the downward spiral of it now. We've peaked with Endgame, and now we're going to slowly lose it. And I know it's hard now because we're in it. People are like, I can't imagine 
you know, a world without a superhero movie coming out every couple months. We did for a while. And people said that about the Western boom during the freaking 60s and frankly 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s. That was a long time of every other movie was a Western. We're in that right now with superheroes, with comic book movies. It's happening. So we need to change the genre. We need to have different style comic book superhero movies. I'm really hyped for New Mutants because, granted, it's been freaking in development, trying to come out for like three years now. But this movie took a chance being different, and I hope it gets rewarded. I want more movies like this. So, uh, I also mentioned that this movie is very similar to Deadpool in that it's a rated R, goofy, fourth wall breaky movie. Uh, but Harley Quinn in the comics is DC's Deadpool. She's the one who's popping up for fun, the, the fan favorite, fourth wall breaking, talking directly to the reader slash, you know, viewer for the movie. Like anytime a joke is made, you know, she kind of like pans the camera. It works. And DC needed this kind of character. And if it wasn't such a heavy commitment to it, like if they would have done that in Suicide Squad, it would have been awful. But... Because this movie committed to this kind of tone, it worked. So, I loved Birds of Prey. It's my favorite DC movie right now. I I really hope that they continue to take chances like this. Every person that I can think of in the movie did a great job. Margot Robbie is a treasure. Ewan McGregor was awesome. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, all... I, I, I'm I'm going to feel bad for not remembering all their names, but uh, Rosie Perez was such a treat. It's been a while since I've seen her. I'm happy to see her again in a straight role uh, at that. Like she wasn't the comedic uh, relief that she typically is. She was uh, the straight man in it. And it's awesome. She did great. Uh, I loved their take on the characters. I really, really hope that this movie gets more attention and that it gets, uh, people, more people see it. It's got a good Rotten Tomato score. It justifyingly so. So, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Out of 10, I'm going to give a 6.5. Very good. I enjoyed it a lot. I, 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 It's not a perfect movie. I would give Deadpool 1 a 7 because it was the first of that kind of movie. So, Birds of Prey, barely underneath it. I liked it a lot. So if there's anything you guys want me to talk about, any movies coming out that you want me to see to discuss, let me know by sending me an email to genregeekscast at gmail.com. If there's any topics you want us in the main cast to talk about, let us know. Send us your emails for anything you want us to talk about. And until next time, bye.